Okay, guys, we're on Daf Kaf Zayin. I'm a bet. Getting closer and closer to a siyum. A few days away. Uh, we're talking about the the, uh, the distinctions that were used to exist between the Ashirim and the Anim and how they uh, they made Takano to remove those uh, distinctions. So um, I think we're in the third line now. They used to originally place uh, incense under those who passed away who had died and had intestinal illness. I guess the, uh, the probably stench is pretty bad. So Metim, uh, excuse me, the dead ones. And then live people with, with the same, uh, same uh, issues would be very embarrassed because so they're like, Maybe they smell bad, they know that in the future they're going to smell bad. So So they made it this, they should put it under everybody, and have a respect for those who have those uh, intestinal issues. So originally they used to um, put in the mikvah all the kalim of nidas who died, right? Because they, uh, they think the kalim would all be tameh. So the women who were nidas that were alive would be embarrassed about that. Great, so they did it for everybody. Similarly, people who had a zav, a zav or a zava, right? Also, some other type of uh, emission that would uh, indicate illness, but also tuma. That's the key, the key point. Okay, same same deal. I think we got it at this point. Here's another interesting one. Originally, the hotza'ah, the maid, to the, so on the one hand, I don't know if it's meant to be a play on words, but the word hotza'ah here means like taking the mate out, meaning the burial process was so expensive that it was almost more difficult than the death itself. Now, the word hotza'ah also means expenses in modern Hebrew, so it means like the expenses were so uh, difficult, it was more worse than the death. Until the point where some of the relatives would bring out the dead body and they'd leave it and they'd just run away. Here's the Nasi came along and he um, he he uh, behaved with kalut rosh, meaning uh, usually kalut rosh is a negative, right? It means like frivolity. That means that he didn't treat himself so seriously and didn't have such a fancy funeral, basically. And he went out with klei pishtan. What does that mean? It means that the garments that the, that he died, that he was dressed in after he died were very very simple linen garments, as opposed, to, I guess. Something much more expensive, but pishtan, and that's what people started to uh, practice as well. That they all went out in these simple linen garments, um, right? Um, Rabbi says nowadays they wear it even. Rashi says sarda is kanvus, like something very very simple. Um, more with Azilis, right? So we know we have that custom also, right? That we have very, very simple Tachrichim that everyone wears. There's no distinctions made. And again, it, it's, uh, I think it's one of those examples we see in the Gemara that the original uh, idea there was really about equality and not uh, putting one person over the other and to ease the burden, the financial burden for people. Um, we also have like, this uh, general principle about like, you don't know, you can't take it with you, things like that. But those are sort of the, uh, the ideas and where, where it comes from. Okay, great. Now, back to the issue of Cholomoed. It says, We don't leave the mitah in the, in the, um, in the uh, road, meaning to encourage Hespedim and things like that in Cholomoed. So, Amra Papa, Ein Moed Bifnei Tamil Chacham. It's a nice uh, line. There's no uh, holiday in the face of a Tamil Chacham. Meaning, if a Tamil Chacham passed away, we are going to engage in all these things. The Kolshing and Chanukah Purim. Now, the more so Chanukah and Purim, when there's not even any Isra Malach at all, the same will be true. They will do normal eulogies for a Tamil Chacham. But these words are said only in front of him, meaning the body's there. But if he's not around, then we don't uh, practice that. 
Gemara says, really? Ain't it? Is that so? Rav Kahana, But Rav Kahana do the Hespe for Rav Zvid, who was from Nahara, but he did it in a place called Pum Nahara. Right? Pum Nahara literally means the, the mouth of the river. So Amar Rapapi, Rapapi said, Yom Shmoa Havu Kafan of Dami. Ukibifan of Dami. And Rapapi says, the reason he did it, even though it was a different location, is because it was a Yom Shmoa. It's the day he heard of the death, and that's like it's in front of him. Okay, that's, so the, the, the timing can also be relevant, but. Uh, Otherwise not. Amr Ula. Ula, Ula says, Hespade Aleid. Now the word Hespade, we usually say the word Hespade means eulogies, but here clearly Hespade regards, it, it seems to be indicating some type of physical manifestation of mourning. Maybe like like beating on the chest or something. Because he says, Hespade is on the heart. Tiktibas, it says, Al Shadayim Sofdim. Right, on the breast they are Sofade. So it must be like beating on the chest. Tipuach uh, Biyad. The word Tipuach, uh, like, like clapping, is with the hand. Kilus Beregel. What they call Kilus, that's with uh, the kalesa, that really means to praise. But again, here also means like beregel, something with the foot, you know, stomping, something like that. Tanu Rabbanan, they taught on the right, that somebody who is mikalais, who wants to do this, shouldn't do it with a sandal, they should do it with a regular shoe, right now with a sandal, because of the danger. Presumably, maybe they could, like Rashi says, maybe with a sandal, you can like get caught or something, and you can end up like breaking your foot somehow, uh, you know, whatever. Like, maybe, it's one of those examples where the Gemara gives us very practical advice, not just, uh, not just sort of like ritual advice. Um, okay. When the, when the Avil nods his head, okay, sort of like a silent indication that he's done, Rashi says, It seems like he's sort of been comforted and like, okay guys, like I'm good. So at that point, the Menachemim are no longer allowed to sit by him. Also, he said, everybody in general must stand before the Nasi. Except for a, a, an Avel, doesn't stand for anybody. And a Chole, and a sick person. Everybody else, you say to them, like, oh, have a seat, have a seat, don't, uh, don't worry about it. But, uh, like, when they stand up, you say, okay, now it's time to sit down. Except for the Avel and the Chole, who I guess don't stand in the first place, there's no need to, uh, to say that. Okay, so that was just three statements of Rabbi Yochanan in the row. Amar Rav, Avil Yom Rishon Asur Le'echol Lecham Mishalo. Avil the first day, he cannot eat food from his own thing. Meaning he has to be provided the food from other people. Mida Amar Le'Rachman Le'Echezkel. We can learn this from the fact that Hashem said to Yechezkel, Ve'lechem Anashim Lo Tochel. That you should not eat the food, the bread of people. Meaning you should, meaning Yechezkel is the anti-Avil, right? Yechezkel is a person who suffers um, a loss, a velut, but he he's not allowed to mourn. So all the things that Hashem says to him to do, we understand that the opposite is what the Avil does. So he says to, he says to Yechezkel, right, don't eat the bread of other people, meaning you're going to feed yourself. So we see that regular Avilim don't feed themselves. They do eat the bread of other people. Rabbi and Rav Yosef, they would, they, uh, they would switch their meals, or they did switch their meals. I guess they were both in Avilim at the same time. And so they sort of were Yose by, you know, like flipping the meals. It reminds me sort of the Halacha right, by, uh, by Purim. You know, from Mishloach Manot, so if you want to, you can be Yotze by just exchanging, like a gift exchange. You can just exchange the meal, you know, whatever the other people. You can do that too, so it sounds like you can, they can do the same thing here. The key is that you still end up giving someone else some food. Rav Yudah says the name of Rav here, a very beautiful idea, that if there's a dead person in the city, and presumably it means someone who the people, there's no one to take care of the matters of the burial, everyone in the city is forbidden to do work. 
because they have to, at least until, presumably, until the uh, the issues of the burial are taken care of. Rav Hamnila ikla lidrumata, Rav Hamnila visited a place called Drumata, Shama kol shipura de shikhva. He heard the sound of the shofar of death. I guess they had a certain type of shofar blast that would indicate that someone had died. Chaza hanechin sheitika avdi abidita. He saw these people who were doing work. Avrilu, he said to them, lihavu hanechin sheitika he said, he said these, you, these guys, meaning you, should be in Cherem. Isn't there a dead person in, the, in this town? Meaning you're not allowed to do Malatha. You have to take responsibility and help uh, the issue. Amrulay, they said, no. We have a Chevra. What we will call nowadays the Chevra Kadisha. Exactly. We have the Chevra Kadisha. We have a Chavura that takes care of these things, and therefore it's okay. So Amrulay, he said, ah, oh, if that's the case, then I, uh, it's permissible for you to do work. Which is kind of a funny story, right? Because, like, they knew that. <laughs> like they were. That's why they were doing the work in the first place. And he's like, you can't do it. And they're like, oh no. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah. So you can. Like, like they need his permission, almost like you know, you don't need his permission. You're doing it before, but anyhow. But okay, so he says. Um, but that's, a, that's an important idea. Right? So the idea of having a chaver kadisha is sort of a reflection of like the communal responsibility to uh, take care of people after they die. Also, same statement. The same same rabbis, right? Written in Marav. It's also an interesting idea. Anybody who is mitkasha too much. He has too much uh, mourning over their uh, over their relative. Will actually have to uh, cry over another relative who dies. Okay, so it's sort of a warning. Like it's appropriate to do a certain amount of mourning, but there's also like a limit. Like you can't overdo it. And if you overdo it, on some level, like you're going to suffer another loss because it shows almost like you don't appreciate sort of like the value of uh, of what's going on here. There's a certain woman in the neighborhood of Ravuna. Uh, that seems to be a theme a little bit uh, in Shas. You have a story. There's a woman and she had seven sons. It's sort of like a story. I don't know. Whatever. So she had seven sons. So there's one of them died and she was crying like way too much. So uh, over him. Ravuna sent a message to her. Uh, don't do this. She did not, remember, she did not listen to him. Shalachlai sent her another message. Itzaitet mutaf. If you listen, good. Vilo tzavit zavdata leidach mit. If not, it's going to be another. Uh, it's going to be like another. Uh, uh, you have to prepare tachrichim, right? You have, uh, you have to prepare like uh, the the tra- shrouds for another dead son. Uh, and what ends up happening? Umitu kulu, and they all died. Lasof amrla, and the end he said to her, Temush zavdata leavshech. He said, you know, you might as well prepare the shrouds for yourself. Umita, and then she died. Okay, it's a pretty sad story, but it's about, it's about the idea of not overdoing it. Okay, the Pasuk says in Yermiyahu, Al tifkula meit val tanodulo, don't cry over the dead and don't, uh, like, uh, also, like, literally be moved for them. Al tifkula meit to tear me die. So we interpret it as saying, don't cry over the dead too much, val tanodulo, you tear me kashir. And, like, don't, like, uh, move around, like, more than the proper measure. Ha what does that mean? How, how are you supposed to do it? You got three days for crying. Okay, the first three days of the, of the Avelut is for crying. Seven days is for like eulogizing and talking about the dead and really talking about a lot. And 30 is for the not having uh, um, you know, like ironing and uh, haircuts. More than that, Hashem says, I'm like, you shouldn't be more merciful than I am. Meaning, like, right? Like, I told you, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the, the, the ways to do this, and don't, uh, don't overdo it. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. Okay, it's actually, it's, you know, it's very interesting. You know, we have so much things about, like, you know, how much you're supposed to, and all that's available to different people, and the idea that, like, you shouldn't overdo it too is also like a balancing uh, idea. Okay. Um, what are we up to here? The Pesach. The Pesach says, Bacho bachu laholech. 
like cry, cry for the one who goes, one who passes away, it seems like. So, Amr banim. That means is, for somebody who goes away, who passes away without sons. Maybe there, you have like a, uh, maybe an excessive, I shouldn't say we're excessive, but like, you know, a lot extra of crying, like the double, bacho, bacho, because of the, uh, the tragedy that there's no, uh, you know, um, children for carrying the legacy. Rabbi Shua Malevi, lo azolabe avla. Um, he never went to a house of an avil. Except for somebody who passed away without without sons. So says, like he'll cry, cry for the one who goes, because he will not return again, and he will see the land of his moledet uh, where he was born. Rashi says, The last Rashi in the page it says, lo lo uh, Oh, sorry, that's the next one. Sorry. Um, Rapuna Amar, Rapuna said that same pasuk is Zesh Avar Avirav He's referring to a person who did an Avera and uh, doubled it. He repeated the uh, the sin. And that's what he's saying. Uh, Raja, this is the Rashi here. Mashman Bikan Ve'elach Lo Yasel Lo Lam Chuvah. Like it sounds like he's going to keep going and he's never going to come back. Meaning, like once you do the Avera several times, you're kind of done. You're never going to do it. As uh, so Rapuna Latame, Rapuna followed his own reasoning. Uh, here's a famous line: De Amar Rapuna Kevan Shavar Adam Avirav Shanaba Hutralo. Says once he says once a person does an Avera and repeats it, it becomes permissible. Him. The Gemara says, "What? Who trials not going to You think it means it's permissible? Like all you have to do to make like a bearer permissible is to do it. If you violate it, then become and, and repeat it, and then it's like permissible. No, Elaima to It's a very important psychological point that becomes like heter. It becomes like heter, meaning once you know the psychological sort of like barrier to doing the avera, you do it one time, maybe you still feel it. You do the second time, already like we have to like psychologically sort of uh, you know be able to live with ourselves, and you sort of like treat it as though it is permissible, and that's a uh, very important and very deep psychological insight there to sin. Okay, I'm Rabbi Levi. Rabbi Levi says, "Avil shloshem im arishonim yirat asmuk idul cherub minachal lo benchtei yarchotav or benchtei tefav." The first three days, the avil should imagine as though a sword is placed between his shoulders or his thighs. Either way, um, the point is that you should feel very vulnerable. You should feel very vulnerable at the uh, very beginning. Mishlosh ashiva kiidul minachal lo kenagdu b'karin david. From three to seven, you feel as though it's in the corner, like across the room, but it's still present. You can still see it. Become be'elach kiidul overi kenagdu b'shuk. And then it's like as if it passes in front of him in the shuk. Meaning, you're aware of death, but it's not something that is necessarily in your face all the time. It's interesting also, again, it's like a psychological point, not that you're fearing, you have to fear death, it's saying that that's sort of the idea that the more, you know, the closer you are to the actual experience, then the more sort of like you feel uh, that death is like a presence in your life. And, you know, as time moves on, that becomes less and less of a factor. Okay, we'll stop there. Let's go.